Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, getting revenge. Is it ever okay? They feel they have to do it themselves. To, to condone revenge on any level, it's wrong. Did this woman go too far? You either said he hit me and punched me, or you didn't. Did I, you I say, did. And did he hit you and punch you? No. He says her revenge landed him in jail. Why would he ever go back? Both of y'all deserve to live with peace and harmony. I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. If it matters to you, that's what I want to talk about. Ten seconds to end. Love you. Well, thank you. This is going to be a changing day yeah. in your life. Ready, camera five. Take track. Go, Dr. Phil. Let's do it. look at these household items. What do you think they all have in common? Well, they've all been used by people to get revenge against each other. Now, we did a little informal research about revenge and payback, and we saw that lots of folks are using items just like these to get the revenge. Now, I don't want to be suggestive here, so you don't want to do this. But let me tell you how they've done it. Bleach splattered all over a husband's clothes is a way some wives get back at their husbands. I had a friend that was married, and he left town. His wife thought he was cheating. She doused all of his clothes in bleach, splattered it all over everything in his house, and then she got a butcher knife and cut the heart out of every shirt and the crotch out of every pair of pants. <laughs> you can guess what she suspected him of doing. Car keys, you know I mean, you can scrape them along any car and run up a thousand bucks at a repair shop. These two are interesting. The baloney and the chocolate. You can get your ex's car in the hot sun and just throw these on top of the hood and the roof and let them bake in the sun and it will totally ruin the finish. I guess chocolate's a sweeter version of revenge. <laughs> Duct tape applied to the skin. I mean, you saw this in the John Hughes film, The Breakfast Club, uh, where a kid was uh, hurt with that. Uh, then these eye drops. Now, people say that you put these into a cocktail, you don't taste them, but they uh, create diarrhea. Um, research says that's not really true, but what is true is they are poisonous and they can create serious problems. And then, of course, super glue. Uh, four Wisconsin women allegedly used this on a man who they called a cheater. You can guess where they used the glue on the cheater. <laughs> it's just one of the news stories with revenge as the motive. Take a look. Several women find themselves together in court. Police say they sought revenge. The victim allegedly tied up in a motel room in an attempt to humiliate him after several women found out they were not the only ones romantically linked to the man. Clara Harris using her Mercedes-Benz to avenge the humiliation of an extramarital affair. 
Even now, Cordula Barthel cannot hate her ex-husband, Dr. Nicholas Barthel, after apparently blowing up his east side townhouse to deny her her share of a divorce settlement. Did he intend suicide or just revenge? Revenge, revenge. The little boy just caught on fire and he jumped his head out of swimming pool. 15-year-old Michael Brewer was set on fire right here on this front lawn. The victim was doused with a flammable liquid and set ablaze. It's retaliation because he reported somebody stealing his dad's bike. All five of the accused have been officially charged while their alleged victim fights for his life. Michael Brewer is the name of the 15-year-old boy who was so badly and tragically burned after telling police that some other boys stole his dad's bike. Now, here to discuss the revenge aspects of this case with me are criminal defense attorney Anthony Pope and Dr. Gina Bereka, who is a revenge expert and writes a weekly blog for Psychology Today. She's the author of the book, It's Not That I'm Bitter. Gina, this goes, this is beyond revenge, right? right? Right, this is something that sort of transcends the boundaries of civilization. I mean, civilization is sort of based on the idea that we don't take individual revenge on this kind of scale. You don't destroy the life of somebody the way that this child's life was destroyed. Also, you don't have children doing this. This was a bunch of kids who were acting sort of like a gang, like a tribe. We want to get to revenge, lets you let something go so you can get over it and get on with your life. You know, if I had a chance to, between talking to these boys or talking to the boys' parents, I have to tell you, I would opt for the parents. Mm. Yeah, I would I want to so. talk yeah. to these boys' parents. What was the history here? What was going on? Now, joining us on the phone, uh, is Sergeant Steve Feely of the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Now, Sergeant Feely was on the scene in Florida uh, after Michael was burned. Uh, Sergeant Feely, thank you so much for joining us today. That had to be a, a horrifying thing to be a part of. It was, uh, it was very difficult. It's uh, probably the most horrific case I've seen since I've been involved in uh, law enforcement. Was there any indication about what the thinking was? Two of the suspects that we interviewed um, we're not really sorry for what happened, and uh, they were joking in an interview room afterwards. Wow. Wow. How is Michael doing? He's still in critical condition. Uh, he had some issues, uh, some respiratory issues yesterday that uh, came up, but he is uh, in for a very, very long road uh, of recovery, if he recovers at all. Do you know if he knew these boys? The incident, they, every, every single one of them knew each other, and uh, they all went to school together. And this incident stemmed over um, the, the victim owed one of the suspects $40 for a video game. When the suspect came the day earlier and tried to get his $40 and Michael didn't have it, he tried to steal the bike. When Michael cooperated with police in order to have that suspect arrested, um, they were not very happy about it and, and they felt that he snitched on him. The following day is when they came across Michael in an apartment complex and they wound up pouring alcohol on him and setting him on fire. What do you say to parents to, to keep their kids from becoming a victim like this, or even on the perpetrator side? I mean, there has to be five sets of parents sitting around saying, my kid did what? Uh, what, do you, what do you say to parents on both sides of this issue from a law enforcement standpoint? I think it comes back to the parents being asleep at the wheel and not really paying attention to what their kids are doing. And uh, I suspect that if you look deep into these families that you'll find that that's the case. Yeah, Gina? I was gonna say, that's the worst part of revenge, when people act on their own and they don't feel there's a sense of community, and I think that's what the but sheriff... But see, that's the problem, to, to condone revenge on any level. Mm. 
allows people to take it to this type of conclusion. And that's why it's wrong. Revenge is wrong. We have authorities, we have police, we have a system of justice that has to answer the transgressions or the wrongs that are visited upon people. And we can't teach people on any level that revenge is okay, even if it's a small revenge, a minor revenge, because people will take it to an extreme level, as they did in this case. But you also can't deny that everybody feels a need for vindication. Vindication That's comes fine. from the, you yeah, know, the when Latin... when it goes this far, I mean, it's just out of control. And, you know, it may sound funny to say this, uh, Sergeant, but I am also sorry that you had to see this. I mean, I know in law enforcement, you, you said this is the worst thing you've seen in all the years you've been dealing. Um, I can't tell you how many times that the, the word snitch was used by the suspects, by the witnesses in the case. Uh, this comes down to they thought that Michael snitched uh, when he co cooperated on Sunday to help bring to justice someone that committed a theft and stole his bicycle. We could never have imagined that it would get to this point. Well, Sergeant, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. You've given us some great insights to this. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, you know, this, you do wonder if, if you ever start down that road. You know, they say it's a slippery slope. You know, we had this wife who killed her cheater husband with her Mercedes. Uh, and her parole is coming up. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Here's a situation where a woman is, knows her husband's being unfaithful to her. She confronts him. He tells her that he's going to change. And then she goes to a hotel and finds him with his, his paramour at that point. What happens with human beings sometimes, it triggers an emotion in you that's just uncontrollable. And I think that's why the jury gave her a manslaughter conviction rather than murder. Yeah, but I'll tell you, psychologically speaking, there is the difference between the irresistible impulse and the impulse not resisted. Mm -hmm. This was an impulse not resisted. This woman, I mean, you got to think your way through this to do what but she I'm did. But I'm going to jump in here because I think that the woman running over her husband with the Mercedes, I was looking at this twice. and I was twice. I, I actually sort of see her as a woman who resisted the impulse. Um, not only did this husband cheat with resisted his... Resisted the yes, impulse? She, she ran over him twice. She could have run over him a dozen times. He told her not only that he was going to change, but that she had to lose weight and get a boob job, and then he would stop sleeping with the receptionist after she just had four-year-old twins. If you told most women this, we would have taken a number to run over this guy. You would have started with the Mercedes, and and then you would have had... You would have, I mean, and there were women... I'm sorry, Dr. Phil, I know it's not the correct thing to this say. This is a tough crowd, though. I gotta this tell is... <laughs> wow. The women, the women on the jury gave her the minimal sentence, I believe, and I think that they're going to be waiting with balloons and food when she gets out yeah, of but prison. See, yeah, well, but no, that... Wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't condone that sort of thing. I mean, come on. No. no. I got one word for you. Divorce. If you don't like them, get a divorce, yeah. but you don't run over them and then back up over them. And, and then she got on the witness stand during the trial and said she was reading my relationship book. <laughs> <laughs> she held it up in court and said, I've re been reading Relationship Rescue. I don't remember putting in a chapter in there about running over your cheating husband. Well, that's why she only did it twice. Just yeah. think of yeah. how many times she would All right, done this it. Wisconsin women who glued the cheater they're getting ready to go to trial. Now, there, was, there were four weird. women. They tied him to right. a bed and super glued appendages to his body. Um, he volunteered to be tied down. He did. No. He volunteered. Yes, he did. He volunteered. Well, I have a fairly good idea he, 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 he didn't know that. super glue was yeah. coming. No. He, he wasn't expecting what he got. 
you know, that's a different, see, that, that to me is a completely different level. Here you have women that decided in a very premeditated manner that they were going to ex exert some type of revenge on this man. This situation is much different. This is premeditated. This should be dealt with in a different manner. And okay. The sentence should be more severe. All right, but when they do this, this instant glue, I mean, because, I mean, it apparently just... Bonds. Immediately. <laughs> but they say when you go to right. get exact revenge, <laughs> dig two graves because you're going in the other one. Japanese proverb. Yeah. I, I just, I really wonder what, if these women ever stopped and thought, how is this going to look on my resume when I'm getting ready to date somebody? And you say, well, tell me about yourself. Well, okay, the, the last guy I dated, I put instant glue and uh, bonded him. I think I that, mean, really, what, do you think that would kind of dry up the conversation well, in a bar? I think that they would make sure that the guy they went out with never cheated on them. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Listen, no, but Regina, I think, come on. No, you, but che I, look, cheating is something. You know, you, you could, you, you're angry at a person, you're cursed at somebody, you're, you're upset with somebody, but you can't premeditatedly decide that you're going to injure somebody to this level. It can't be condoned. It was super it, it's not glue. The type of society but it apparently worked but, really well. But you, <laughs> but you notice that the, the items that you had out at the beginning of the show, they're all domestic. Poor women are using domestic appliances because revenge is about the power these women felt powerless. Revenge is what the powerless do to get back a sense of themselves. What about self-respect? What about self-respect? This is when someone where, where robs you of your self-respect. This yeah, man you, robbed you, you these women be, of their self-respect. You self have to be able to get back, take counsel with yourself, and realize who you are. If they're cheaters and they're not good people, that's a reflection of who they are. It's not a reflection of you, who you are. And if we start telling people that you can exert <clears throat> revenge to this level, we're going down, as, as Dr. Phil said, a very slippery Slope. All right, well, you know, we, we've got to take a break, and, and I, I know the message boards have got to be just singing right now, because I know people have opinions about this. Next, we're going to talk to a husband who wants revenge against his wife. You're not going to believe why. I think about revenge every day. She infuriated me by what she did to me. I hate her. Right now, I have thoughts of revenge against her, and I can't get rid of them. Tomorrow. All of my daughters weren't my best friends. We told each other everything. They had always been close. The picture of perfect family. Until they discovered their mother. She told me, oh, I'm going to Vegas with girls from my work. Was hiding a secret. Did you stay with a man? Yeah. What do you think happened on this Vegas trip? Do you think she had an affair? She said that this friend is teaching her how to golf. I play a lot of golf. I have never done it in a hotel room in Vegas. Now you're everything you never wanted us to be. They're a family in turmoil. There's so many lies, I don't know what to believe anymore. I can't stand it when people lie to your face, especially your own mother. You feel as though you need to be in control of my life. Hey, you raised these girls to say, I deserve the truth here. Are you having an affair? That's tomorrow. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
guest has a big problem. Now, months after separating from his wife, he says she took revenge against him by having him arrested and thrown in jail. Take a look. I think about revenge every day. My current relationship with Deborah is, is extremely bad right now. It's the worst it's been during the entire two years of our marriage. I spent 10 months in jail, 282 days for assault based on a charge from Deborah that I had pushed her. This was a totally false charge. There was no truth to it whatsoever. Jail was horrible. They were around the, the rapists and the murderers and the drug addicts and the, the thieves. They're stripped of everything. You totally lose your dignity and humanity. When I was in jail and I thought of her, I saw red. She infuriated me by what she did to me. And to think she was out there enjoying herself and her freedom, I hated her. I couldn't stand her. Right now, I have thoughts of revenge against her, and I can't get rid of them. The revenge that I think about all the time, I think it would be a good idea if she spent 30 or 45 days in jail for what she did to me. She needs to be stripped of her freedom and her dignity, and she needs to go through humiliation. She needs to pay for what she did. Okay, now, here's, <clears throat> there are a lot of things about this that are disturbing and shocking, but I've got to tell you, the one that is the most shocking to me after, after what I just saw is you've now reconciled with this woman? I did. You're, uh, you're living with this woman that's, again? That's the bizarre part of the whole thing. It, it, tell exactly me. Right. What makes you think this is a different woman than the one you left behind when you left her five months before you went to jail? Has, has she gone through some great transformation? Has she been in intensive therapy? Has she changed her whole world, her whole life? Or is this the same girl that put you in jail for 10 months? It's wound up to where it's, it's just like it was before I went into jail. You know, the night of the alleged incident, she claimed that I pushed her. Uh, when I, it was the day that I moved out. And she declined to file charges. That didn't happen, okay? And she waited six months before she went down to file the charges on me. Yeah, so and, I, I gotta ask a question for all the women in America. Um, what'd you do to make her so focused on exacting this revenge on you? I think I'm paying the freight on past relationships and difficulties she's experienced in the past. And I'm a man and she's a woman and we have our natural differences anyway. We were at each other's throats and either one of us would back down um, and we were coming at each other very hard. And I uh, just reached a point of critical mass. I left um, and char charges got filed. Um, five months later. Five and a half months later, yes, sir. So how did it feel when um, it, it, it hits you? They're gonna put the cuffs on me and slam that door behind me for damn near a year. I didn't think they could do it. The whole way to the police station, he told me that I probably wouldn't have a bond. I would probably be able to just leave, that, that the, she'd filed a charge that was five and a half months old. I didn't think it was going to be an issue, but when the doors did slam and they take you, take everything from you and you're in there, and, and I don't know what people know about it, but when you're in there, you have no communication, your cell phone's gone, all the numbers you know, are, as everyone knows, they're, they're under someone's name in your cell phone. They don't give you time to retrieve numbers. You're dealing with a phone system in jail that's not a standard phone that you can call and make collect calls. It's, it's through a certain telephone company and it makes it difficult to communicate. And if you don't have family, which I don't, or, or someone that, that, that's aware of what's going on with you, you're stuck. And, and it's astounding that this can happen in America. I mean, uh, Anthony, w would this have happened if he had had a lawyer? 
Not if I was his lawyer, because I tell you what, I spoke to him, and I can't believe what they did to him. First of all, when he was found guilty, the judge gave him a 180-day suspended sentence, which means he was to do no time. So he appealed the conviction, and they make him stay in jail for 10 months. So not only did she exact revenge on him, the system exacted revenge on him. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Todd's wife. I mean, she's here. Uh, we're going to get her side of this whole mess. We're back talking with Todd, who says his wife made up false charges, had him thrown in jail to get revenge against him. And after he got out of jail, he moved back in with her. Now, was his wife really out for revenge? Let's hear her side of this. Todd and I have been married for two years. Unfortunately, our marriage has been a history of arguments and emotional turmoil. One thing leads to another, and World War III ensues. I can't do the arguing and the, and the screaming and yelling anymore. I just can't do it. When Todd drinks heavily, he becomes very angry and aggressive and very verbally and emotionally abusive. His temperament and his rage are completely and totally out of control. I'm not putting up with this anymore. You're disappearing, running off in the middle of the night. You're married to me. You better get your ass home very quickly. I mean it. I'm not putting up with it anymore with you. His irrational behavior essentially resulted in my taking out an assault charge on him last year and spent 10 months in jail. I was willing to give our relationship a second chance after the time that he spent in jail, but unfortunately, it just isn't working. Well, Deborah is Todd's wife who, uh, Todd says, had him arrested, thrown in jail on false charges, yet she did ask him to move back in with her once he got out. Um, what do you say about all of this? Todd hurt me really badly in our marriage and our relationship with his inability to commit to the relationship very early on. We really did not spend a lot of time together. He was running out with his buddies and he did a lot of extremely hurtful things. Okay, crummy husband. He was a crummy husband. He, he didn't commit, he didn't, he didn't get involved, he didn't partner you, he didn't support you emotionally and, That's and, correct, and, yes. and, and plug in. Did you file a false police report to put this guy in jail? No. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And I'll tell you why she did. She was approached by one of the court domestic violence counselors who coerced her and went to the local police department. She declined to file a charge on the night that it happened. I, I get all that. Look, did you or did you not misrepresent what happened to the police? There was absolutely assault. If there would have been physical signs of assault, she would have, I would have been taken into custody the night okay, she said it happened. You told our producers before the show, and I have a verbatim details of this, where you said, yes, you were actually led into this by somebody that was there at the time that, 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 that brought this out of you and led you to file these charges and got you to say things that weren't true. Now, did you tell us that or did you not tell us that? I did not say they weren't true. I said I felt like that I was led. I, I led to do, to led to tell the truth? To file the charge. It was, it was true. I had reservations about doing it initially. And, and but... right before the show, you, you, you said to our producer, I'm going to come clean on this. I'm going to tell the truth. We've got to get this thing under control. Did, did that happen? 
I'm not sure I understand your question. Right before the show, did you talk to one of our producers and say, I'm going to tell the truth about this, I'm going to own it, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth? Yes, I did. Is that what you're doing? I think there's, there's a couple of different sides. I mean, there was assault. There was absolute assault here. I mean, there, that was a horrible, awful night. I was thrown up against the wall. I was thrown to the floor. I was thrown around my, my home that he moved into. When we got married, he moved into my home. This was five months before you? Yes. I mean, he treated my home like a hotel. He, okay, there why, were, there, there why were, did you wait? Five, if that happened, if you were assaulted on that night, why did because you of the file extended, it five Because later? of the extended long-term emotional abuse and verbal abuse and his behavior that, that after we separated, we, we reconciled again, and he, that same behavior continued. Mm -hmm. And everybody has their breaking point. Okay, and <laughs> you, you sent him an email on January 1st of, of this year, and it was, the subject line said, what do I want for New Year's Eve? I want my husband and only my husband to make mad, passionate love to me all night long. That's what I want for New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, baby. I love you. Yes, I did. Astounding, isn't it? <laughs> it's a, you can't even speak when you read it. I mean, you know, and I, and I read that when I got out of jail. And I couldn't, you know, and I didn't know whether it was a trick to get me thrown back in jail or what. You don't know what to think, you know? So you say that she filed a false police report yes, against you and started the wheels in motion that wound up with you spending 10 months in jail. Yes, sir. So you, just, you didn't do anything wrong here? I don't feel like I did, no. I mean, he took, you know, my, he took my love and the vows that I made to him when we got married and totally tromped all over that for the first year of our marriage. Disrespected me, disrespected my home, disrespected our marriage. Okay, I understand why you feel justified for putting and him in jail. I'm just asking if you ran a red light in putting him in jail. Did you make statements that weren't true? I may have said that there was, there was punching or hitting, and, and there, was, there was not that to my, to my well, recollection, you, you but there was... You didn't maybe say it. You either said it or you didn't. You either said he hit me and punched me or you didn't. Did I, you say I did. It? You did. I did. And did he hit you and punch you? No. Okay. Not to my recollection. You knew it wasn't true when you said it, though. I mean, let's be honest. Yes. You, you knew it wasn't true when you said it, right? Yes. So you made a conscious decision to embellish the story, and that's a lie. I'm not saying this isn't the biggest creep in the world, and you shouldn't divorce him before dark today. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that he's not mentally abusive, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive, and even physically abusive. He may be. He may deserve yes. to be under the jail. I, I, what if, I'm not saying that you should put up with that at all under any theory whatsoever. What I'm asking you is did you or did you not file a false police report when you said that he punched you and hit you and you knew at the time that he did not? Yes. Okay, so this is a long way of coming around to saying, yeah, I lied to the police and got put in jail. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just curious. Did anybody ever ask you these questions I'm asking you now? Nobody's ever cross-examined you on this, which is basically what we're doing right now, which is basically what would happen in court. And I'm no lawyer. I'm just trying to get to the common sense bottom line of the questions. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, and then I want it, and then y'all can say anything that you want to say.
Well, we've been talking with Todd and Deborah about their story of revenge. Now, Todd says his wife had him thrown in jail to get revenge for breaking up with her. Uh, she says no. Uh, she says a couple of things. She's saying, I embellished the story, but let me tell you, there was a lot of story to tell. This has been a rough and rocky relationship along the way, and I, I kind of hear that as justification. I, I, I don't know. I've asked uh, attorney Anthony Pope and revenge expert Dr. Gina Bereka to weigh in on this as well. Um, wh what are you hearing here? You know, Dr. Phil, you did a great job of cross-examination because, no disrespect, but she, the woman has no credibility. It was clear from the very beginning that she was not telling the truth. A false police report was filed. She should have been charged with that. She should have gone to jail, not him. He did nothing wrong. And I think the point is, he did not do what was said in the report. That doesn't mean that he wasn't being a jerk of a husband. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I think there are lines that we cross when you start swearing out statements that aren't true. You said somebody pressured you to file this. Were they aware that you were embellishing this story? Were they encouraging you to embellish this story? A little bit, yes. Gina, what do you think about this? Well, I, for mm -hmm. 50 years now, we've been trying to get legislation mm -hmm. so that victims of domestic violence, male and female, adult and children, have been protected by the system. And when the system is misused, then it defies the credibility for everybody who comes in. There's no in. question about it. So I'm worried about that. But I'm also worried about something that says, unless you're punched, um, then it doesn't count as domestic violence. If you're only pushed up against the wall, then it's not domestic violence. If, if you're pushed up against the wall, it can be domestic violence. Okay, there are very few what I call drop-dead deal-breakers in a relationship. There are very few. Abuse is one of them. And you don't have to punch somebody, slap somebody, choke somebody to be abusive. You can do any number of things that are short of, of hitting them or slapping them that's not the issue here. The issue is if you'd gone down there and said, this guy shoves me, he shouldered me into the wall, he knocked me to the floor, he did this, he did that, and they chose to take that and prosecute it, that's fine. Why did you lie? Why did you add to the story? At, when, you, when you've gone through as much as I had gone through at the, up to that point, it, like I said earlier, everyone has their breaking point, and you just you feel so broken down and so just, you know, shattered that you just, you reach that wall. Did you want him to spend 10 months in jail? No. I never knew that it Are would... you glad he did now that you know he did? No. Do you think he deserved it? No. She walked out of the courthouse that day around the corner with, with the court counselor's uh, uh, blessings, I guess, so to speak. Walked down there, everything was set up. Wham, bam, I'm in jail within two hours of leaving court this, that morning. This is a clear example of the Domestic Violence Act being used as a sword instead of a shield. And that dilutes the domestic violence statutes, and it should not be tolerated. Okay? This was abused. But I agree that the lying is unconscionable. It's indefensible. But I also believe that had there been a vocabulary where being pushed up against a wall and being thrown to the floor was actually recognized as domestic violence. It then, is. But for whatever reason, Deborah didn't feel as if that would be sufficient. And again, I don't, you know, I don't understand the limitations of this. I think Anthony and I, for once, are on the same side because this has to be protected. Do I think this couple should stay together? Uh, I'll let them know when we come back.
tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. She's spending so much money on spray tans and clothes. A family in turmoil. My gut tells me that she is having an affair. Here's the pivotal question. Are you having an affair? That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. If you would like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. Have you been physically abusive with this woman during your relationship? That night is the only time that I guess you would call it physical. Yes, she was blocking the door to the spare bedroom where I went in to get, I wanted to go in and get my clothes. I had a cab waiting outside and I didn't intend on staying there. I was going to give her the key to the house and leave. Um, and I, she was blocking the door and I took my shoulder. I didn't ever, I never touched her with my hands, pushed her with my hands. I never threw her on the floor. I mean, that did not happen, but I did push through the door with my shoulder. But as far as being physical and throwing her down and throwing her around the house, not, no, that never would have happened. And if any of that would have happened, there would have been an arrest made that night, hands down. Okay, and she stand declined. up. Show me what you're talking about. I'm standing in the door. What did you, you gotta do? You got to do your arms like that. Okay. Uh, all and I did... She's blocking it, you like it, this? And I pushed, I pushed through like this, and that's what I did. Is that accurate? To the best of my recollection, yes. Well, no, 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 wait a minute. No, I'm, I'm wait saying, a minute. Is, is... This, was, this was in May of, of 2008. This has been a year and a half ago. So if any of you want to go through what I went through and then try to remember it exactly verbatim, then, then please do so. But, was and... that an accurate depiction of what took place? Yes. And were you being physical with him? I, I was, we were both pulling and pushing and, grabbed and grabbing each other, yes. No, she grabbed me. And she had my arms. She clawed my arms. And I asked her to get off, get off. Do you want revenge? Uh, not physical or like what was going on earlier with running over with the cars and all that crazy mess. I mean, nothing like that. You know, but part of me, yeah, you know, you... Are you going to file charges on her? Are you, are you going to go down when, and complain? Uh, I did when I was in jail, and uh, they, they sent it back. And uh, I had 30 days to send everything back in, and I declined at that point. It was a mute point. At, at, I didn't think I would ever see her again. Well, do you want revenge on her now, or are you willing to move forward and put this behind you? In order for our marriage to work, we're going to have to put it behind us. I this think this marriage is not going to work. You know. <laughs> you might be right. I mean, y'all, 
this is this is toxic. I mean, y'all have a toxic dynamic here. You you have no business being married. You're going to hurt one another, or you or something bad's going to happen here. If you two want to be married, you you got a lot of work to do before you start playing house, right? Do you get that? Absolutely. I mean, I said this marriage isn't going to work, and you looked at me like you couldn't believe what I said. If, if this is the husband that you have described, why would you want the boy? I mean, if he's a, if he's a drunk and a carouser and a partier and, and he doesn't commit and he's all of that, for God's sakes, who are you turning down? If, 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 <laughs> seriously. Maybe they're getting revenge on each other by staying together. But if that's his resume, I'd hate to see the rejects. <laughs> and honestly, you want to be in a relationship? You could go out on Melrose and stop the first car by and, and have a better relationship at random <laughs> than what y'all have here. I mean, seriously, you could throw a dart and do better as far as the way you two get together. Yeah. Both of you could just take a, a random draw and say, I'll, do I want him or I want to throw the dart? I'd... <laughs> All right, we're, we're going we're gonna to move on here. Let me, let me say this. Um, you know, I, I think old sayings get to be old sayings because they're profound. You know, the, the things stick around because they have a, a meaning to them. And that old saying that life's too short, I don't know how many more years y'all have left in this world, but I, I'll be damned if I'd spend them the way y'all are spending them. This is toxic. You are toxic for one another. Maybe you're just toxic for everybody that you're with. I don't know that. You are an attractive, intelligent, healthy woman. You are an attractive, intelligent, healthy guy. Both of y'all deserve to live with peace and, and yes. harmony and, you know, have a soft place to fall when you come home, not in this chaotic mess. For God's sakes, there's time there's times that you just need to just fold up your tent and move on down the road, and this is one of them. I mean, really. And if you, and, and if you decide you want to continue in this, then you have to ask yourself the question I ask him. What makes you think this guy is any different than the one that you left? He's the same guy you put in jail. And so all it is now is he's just hugely pissed. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just time you say, you know, we're not going to do this. I, uh... All right, next, what one woman from Virginia did to get revenge against her husband's ex-wife. But now, like I said, she regrets it. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... 80% of us don't get enough calcium from food. Our bodies can steal it from our bones. Give yourself some TLC, Tender Loving Caltrate, and give TLC to somebody you love. Travel consideration provided by... Get Dentemp to replace a lost filling. Or re-cement a loose cap. Get Dentemp. to be in the audience, come join us. Call 323-461-PHIL, 323-461-7445, or email us at drphil.com.
Well, Attorney Anthony Pope and Dr. Gina Barreca are with us and are talking about some of the most disturbing and sometimes downright silly cases of revenge that have been in the news. Now, joining us now on the phone is Elizabeth from Virginia. She says she got revenge against her husband's ex-wife because it took too long for her to divorce him. Hello. Hi, Dr. Phil. You really resented the fact that she created so much turmoil and drug things out so long, correct? Yes. All right. And, grudge. Okay. And so what did you do um, to exact your revenge? I tried to get her in trouble with immigration. Because she was illegal? Yes. And so you, you tried to have her deported? Well, I tried to have her fired first. Um, I contacted her employer and let them know she was illegal and they needed to fire her or else. Okay, let me ask you, what was in this for you by creating misery in her life? I didn't think about that, but it absolutely did not, um, I did not need anything from it whatsoever. You never, you never really thought about what was in it for you? No, and um, now that I've done this, um, I think once people question your character, and um, your values and what type of person you are, I don't think that um, you can really ever completely redeem yourself. Um, so that's something people need to think about. Okay, and what's been the big backlash here for you? Um, his children, who I care for deeply, and of course, they're not happy. So um, you've basically sabotaged their mother. Correct. And yep. so you fear that they would resent you for attacking the woman that they love. Absolutely. And you, your question for me is? Just how to move past it. Well, you know, I, I think that forgiveness is very important here for you of her and for you of you. Mm -hmm. And with regard to those children, I think you need to look them in the eye and say, look, I, you guys know what's been going on here. Uh, I'm, I regret that I did it. I'm sorry that I did it. I will not pursue this any further. And I, uh, it, was a, it was a mistake on my part, and I hope that you'll forgive me. Um, and I think when you step up and own it and ask for forgiveness, I, I think you'll be able to put this behind you. Because it sounds to me like you're in very much pain about this and that you really are sorry for what you've done. I am, absolutely, yes. Will you do what I'm suggesting? Yes, I will. I, I appreciate it. I was anxious to, to um, ask you today. Step up and own it. I think it'll turn around for you. We'll be right back. You heard what I said on the show, but to find out what I said after the show, visit DrPhil.com and click on Dr. Phil Uncensored. Dr. Gina Barreca's book is called It's Not That I'm Bitter. Gina, thank you for being here. Thank you. And um, in, the book, in the book, you talk about the fact that there are some classy ways to, to get this. So you talk about a responsible way to rebalance things. Right. We yeah. want to let go. You want to get even, yeah. and then you want to get over it. And it's mm -hmm. about finding a way. Usually, the best way is to get the last laugh. It's revenge that's fine. Yeah. So the book is It's Not That I'm Bitter. Anthony, thank you so You're much welcome. for being here. Anthony Pope. <laughs> now, 
Deborah and Todd, you, you guys have said that you do want to investigate the possibility of remaining together. Yes, sir. And you agree with me that it's currently toxic, it's currently dysfunctional, and I, there's going to have to be a monumental shift <laughs> in this situation, but we're going to make some resources available. There was a very interesting conversation that went on during one of our breaks in the show today, and you're going to see the entire thing on drphil.com. And remember, I have a blog at blog.drphil.com. You can catch me on Twitter as well. Success is the best revenge. Uh, goodbye. Dr. Gina Bereka's book is called It's Not That I'm Bitter. Gina, thank you for being here. Thank you. And, um, in, the book, in the book, you talk about the fact that there are some classy ways to, to get this. So you talk about a responsible way to rebalance things. Right. We yeah. want to let go. You want to get even, yeah. and then you want to get over it. And it's mm -hmm. about finding a way. Usually, the best way is to get the last laugh. It's revenge that's fine. Yeah. So the book is It's Not That I'm Bitter. Anthony, thank you so You're much welcome. for being here. Anthony Pope. <laughs> now, Deborah and Todd, you guys have said that you do want to investigate the possibility of remaining together. Yes, sir. And you agree with me that it's currently toxic, it's currently dysfunctional, and I, there's going to have to be a monumental shift <laughs> in this situation, but we're going to make some resources available. There was a very interesting conversation that went on during one of our breaks in the show today, and you're going to see the entire thing on drphil.com. And remember, I have a blog at blog.drphil.com. You can catch me on Twitter as well. Success is the best revenge. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>